Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest. You are going to love him. He is the world's number one authority on trust-based selling. You have to meet Ari. Ari, thanks for being here with us today. Look forward to Michelle. Very excited about this interview. Awesome. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who are you and what exciting projects are you working on right now? Sure. So I I specialize in what's called trust-based selling which is a specialty on helping entrepreneurs, business owners, and uh, advisors to be able to uh, not sacrifice their soul in the sales process and not chase ghosts and not play that icky game that everybody hates. It's so dysfunctional, but how to really build trust with people and and be successful without falling back to the old techniques that everybody hates so much. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. So when you say trust-based selling, what do you what do you really mean by that? Like, how do I garner trust in somebody without being? Sure. I think what would be helpful is we kind of get some context, the story behind the concept, and we'll back into some stuff around how it all works. But I'll tell you the story behind how this, this came about. Uh, about 20 years ago, I was a, so- a sales manager in a software company. We launched the first online website, website data collection tools. Now it's called Google Analytics. Uh, but back then, it used to cost money. And <laughs> so we're... I was managing 18 people at the time and the big leads came across my desk and this one contact called us and I got the lead. I called them back Uh, big company. They had lots of websites. And if I close this one sale, it would double turnover in one go. That's how big it was. Big revenue opportunity. And the day finally came and he agreed to a conference call and a demo to see our product live on their websites. And uh, I was in my conference room with my CEO. I closed her behind me, big long conference table. In the middle of the table was a speakerphone, the old school Star Trek ones with realized on the corporate ones. And I dialed the speakerphone and he says, hello. I said, hello. And he says, Ari, thanks for calling in. Let us tell you who's with us today in the room. And I was like, oh, who else is there? Next thing I hear is my name is Mike. I'm CEO. I was like, oh, this is good. My name is John. I'm head of IT. Even better. My name is Julie. I'm head of global marketing. This is amazing. I mean, everybody on this call was basically a decision maker. Like they're all there at one time. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen today. So I introduced myself. Gave them a live demo over the web to show them how it all works. And I'm showing this to them and I'm hearing this noise on the phone call. Wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe we can see this. This is fantastic. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? Of course, they had all the right kinds of questions. I had all the right kinds of answers. Like there was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. They got the questions. You got the answers. Like there's just so much, there's no resistance. Like, oh, this is like perfect. So the call like, is like, oh, ah. hell. Exactly. This is like, <laughs> why isn't every call like this, you know? So um, the hour goes by. They're happy. I'm happy. They're loving it. Call comes to a close. My, my contact says to me, Ari, we love this. Look, this is great. Give this call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I said to myself, oh, perfect. What a great way to end the call. So I said my goodbyes, took my arm, reached for the phone in the middle of the table. As I'm raising for the off button, by complete accident, I hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. And a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. And that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. 
be a fly in the wall, go where no one's ever gone in the world of sales before. And I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves like I had left the call. Now, this is not a trick question, but what would you expect them to say at the end of a call like that? What would you imagine they would have said after we had a call like that? What would you imagine? Uh, dude, I've been in sales way too long. That is a kiss of death call <laughs> if I've ever heard it. <laughs> I love those calls. Don't get me wrong, but that is a kiss of death. Well, you'd expect things like, hey, let's move this thing forward. Let's look into it. This is great. We can use it. I mean, you expect them to do. You expect them to be in love with you because they just spent an hour being in love with you. Exactly. But yeah. let me share with you what they said today, what they said verbatim. I'll never forget it. It's why we're all here today. Oh. What they said was, they said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Oh. Knife in heart oh. with. I was in a state oh. of shock. I was like, what? Oh, After hurts. all that, I snapped out of it, hit the off button, love the wall, and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was competent. I was professional. I wasn't aggressive. I was answering objections. I was doing everything I was taught to do in the world of sales the right way. And then I asked myself, why were they afraid to tell me the truth? Why did they just tell me up front? And I realized at that moment that there is a, what has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say things like, sounds good, send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested. Wait, 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 send us a what? A proposal without any intention of buying. And I was like, what is going on here? Then I asked myself, why is this happening? Why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? And I realized what's going on is there's an invisible river of kind of pressure that flows pre-sale in the process. And if you aren't aware of it, if you aren't always taking the pressure out of the process and building what I call deep trust with people, then they'll always feel like your hidden agenda is to move them towards the sale. Mm -hmm. If they feel that from you, their guard goes up and they drop breadcrumbs enticing you towards the end of it. And you end up chasing what I call ghosts. So our whole shift that we invented 20 years ago called Unlock the Game is a shift your mindset away from the end goal of the sale, but instead to create what I call deep trust with people, a moment of vulnerability where they feel comfortable opening up to you and telling you their truth so you know where you stand, so you can disengage or go forward. That became the whole premise behind our, our, our revolution around this approach. Nice. I love that. And I know that you're a plethora of information. I think you may have hit on and one of, well, I know you hit on one of the biggest myths that I come across in sales is that your, your clients are always telling the truth. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that one. But I mean, you, you've got to have like your top three. What do you, what do you got for top well, three myths of sales? Yeah. So the three core myths, well, they clean their hard drive out in our mind to be able to enter new information in here. And the first one is, I'm sure you know this one being the game for a while, is that you've heard this before. It's sales is a numbers game. Right, like the more contacts you make, supposed to what's supposed to happen. Ideally, the more sales more. supposed to. But what we discovered is in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, how good you are at trust building, not how good you are at how many contacts you make. That's the first one. The second one is the idea that the sale is lost at the end of the process. And I'm sure you've been there before. Where you had a deal pending. It all looked good. All the boxes ticked. The end just kind of like fell through it's like what happened they were like perfect it was like such a good fit and so we discovered now 
the sale is not lost anymore at the end of the process. It's now lost at the beginning of the process at hello. And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning, you pick up the phone and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? Telemarketing. <laughs> it's over at hello. Um, and in, our, in, the, in the back of your mind. So, mm -hmm. so I'll make the case today that many of your, of your viewers and listeners are losing their opportunities, not at the end of the process, they're losing it at that beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to do outbound calls, but they are losing a summer earlier on by not building up trust earlier mm -hmm. on. And the last one is the idea of rejection. The rejection is part of the sales game. I came from the old sales manager who, who, who said, you can't take a no, you can't, you're not thick skinned, you can't get out there and get rejected, you're not made for success. Well, you know, we discovered, we discovered <laughs> that rejection is triggered by certain things you do unconsciously that cause the other person to pull back on you. And now you're fighting resistance. And I'll walk you through some of those in just a few minutes. So that, those are the basic myths there. Nice. I love that. And absolutely. Again, I am excited and enthralled. <laughs> I, now this, this is, to me, this is where the magic is. This is where people will, one, make it or break it in sales, but also in entrepreneurial world, especially when they start promoting themselves because you're thinking, oh, it's tactics, 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 and I just have to do the thing and then it'll all work out. And, and I mean, it kind of sort of is, but it's not at all. <laughs> yeah, this, so, re this requires a wholesale shift in thinking and, and de detoxing from the old, old way you've been used to doing things and, and letting it all go and, and having a clean slate because your customers and prospects have changed their thinking. If you're still using the old approach from the past, you're, it's two ships in the night passing each other. Nice. So what would you like to work on right now? Is Do we want to get rid of all the myths or all the, the junk and the old school thoughts? Or do you want to move on to the way we should be thinking? Well, I think we should go into the principles now and some tactics, yeah. and some ideas and have them use, use some stuff and see how it all works. So nice. uh, let's go into our, our couple of principles. Number one is the idea of what I call diffusing pressure with people, always taking the pressure out of the conversation all the time. And we, we invented our own what we call trust-based languaging, not scripts, scripts, but words and phrases to use that elicit trust in a dialogue with someone. Let's do an example right now. Yeah. Let's say you're having a first call with somebody over the phone and they're a prospective client and there's good chemistry, they're qualified, they're asking good questions, it looks like a good fit, the call comes to a close. Normally in a moment like that in sales, we say things like what? We say, how about we move what? Forward. Forward have a cup of coffee, get together for the next demo, how about we schedule, we all, we're conditioned to move things towards the sale. Mm -hmm. But what happens if you try and move somebody forward and they aren't ready yet? What do you break right there with them in the beginning? <laughs> Trust. Exactly. So just trip same, them. <laughs> Exactly. So the same scenario, our mindset, our languaging, good chemistry, could be qualified, call comes to an end, rather than saying, hey, how about we, Move forward, what we say instead is this. What we say is, where do you think we should go from here? And I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Now, how does that change the dynamic of the moment? By saying the one that puts it on to them. <laughs> You're not driving anywhere, they are. Exactly. Well, usually when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? They're usually in a state of 
shock. They can't believe somebody in business would ask them what they want to do. That's unheard of because they're so used to people moving them down a process to a next step. And what usually happens is they say things like, well, I, I, I've got one more question. Or wait, what, what, what about this? You know what comes out? The truth. The truth comes out at the beginning. So you know where you stand in the beginning. You're not chasing ghosts, hoping that they might work itself out. That's the whole shift there is the languaging and the mindset that elicits trust for the beginning and not the end. Nice. Love that. What else that's, that's the first principle. The <laughs> second one I've got for you is what I call getting to the truth of people. And what that means is having them feel comfortable opening up to you in the beginning with exactly what's on their mind. So you're not guessing along the way and hoping they might buy from you. Let me give you an example of this. So recently, um, someone called my office, got through my team, got to me. I pick up the phone. I hear Mr. Galper. I said, yes. Uh, my name is John Johnson. Changed the name. I'm with XYZ Company. They're a big global business. And he says to me, we're looking to bring someone to, to, to train our sales team. We're looking at you and two other people. We'd like to know, first of all, why should we go with you? Why are you the best? And give me your best sales pitch. He says this to me. Wow. He wants me to start doing the dance because that's the game he's mm -hmm. used to. He's used to playing that game up here. Yeah. And so <laughs> I took a deep breath. I took a deep breath. I lowered my voice. I got centered in my approach. And I said this to him. I said, well, isn't that interesting? And I paused. There's more. Don't worry, there's more. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, over here at our company, we have a very similar process to you, where we ask some questions, gather information to see if we're a good fit. And if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? That's all I said to him. Next thing I heard in the phone, dead silence, not a word. And he actually breathed across the phone. He lowers his voice. And he says to me, uh, okay, what kind of questions do you have for me? <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. Um... Next thing I know, <laughs> we're having a normal conversation. <clears throat> and in that conversation, I discover one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, he just curious as to what I do. Mm -hmm. And off he went to YouTube for my, some videos of mine. I hung up the phone five minutes later. Now, what did my process just save me months of? Hassle, pain, stress, aggravation, <laughs> wasted time. Chasing a ghost. That's just this drug in our bodies and it's latent and it's triggered with inbound calls like that. You know, the drug is called, you might appreciate this. It's called hopium. <laughs> I you love know, that. You know the hopium drug where you yeah, get that I call? Totally like, yeah, I got the call. <laughs> High five with the team. You tell your husband or wife, guess what? Fiji's here. I got the call. I'm so excited. It's the whole hopium drug. You're so excited from that call. And you follow up with them and you get their voicemail. You're like, what? They're not even there. I can't get a hold of them. Then you go to your computer and you open your inbox and you write a note. You say, hi, I'm writing you to what? To follow up. Follow up. And I'm going to ask your listeners right now, viewers, to remove one key phrase forever from the vocabulary as of the recording and never, ever use it ever again as of today. And here it is. Never again use the phrase follow-up. 
ever again as of today. Nice. What's the only industry in the world that you still use the word follow-up? Sales. Sales. 1980s. So we also use terms like what? I'm giving you a call to check in, to touch base. These are all like so ah, just the minute they hear that from you, they're saying to themselves, here she goes again, calling her, move me towards the sale. And they shut down and you're stuck in this game. So here's what you say instead. You say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, any feedback on our last meeting, any feedback on a proposal. So feedback's going away from the sale, not towards the sale. Right. See, the moment you create momentum to a next step, it's mm -hmm. over. You put pressure on them. But if you reverse that, take the pressure out, then they feel comfortable opening up to you and telling you the truth. Nice. And that's really the core messaging here to help people understand you could be so much more successful if you're open to shedding your old conditioning and your old thinking and all the language you're using right now that stereotypes you as that stereotype you don't, you don't wanna be part of. You, people are now looking for people they can trust. Trust is new currency. If you're still selling those old techniques, you're burning your own opportunities. Nice, love that. And it's so incredibly true because you'll never get a consultant or a doctor's using that kind of language it's like no and I, and I talk about that in my new book coming out called the one call sale next year oh nice which is the doctor patient relationship because mm -hmm. the, the 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 doc patient's got a problem the doctor has a solution they don't mess it up in the middle of that with the sales process they just diagnose the problem and recommend a solution what do we do we fumble the ball with all this relationship stuff. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. They know it's fake anyways, these, these weird prospects. They don't want to be your, come your friend. They just want their problem solved. And what do we do? We try and build a relationship with them in the beginning. Oh, hi, how are you? Like, again, I'm working on a new bumper sticker right now uh, for my clients. And it's going to be this. Doctors don't do coffee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. That is awesome. I'm not particular, but I'm going for coffee myself. Uh, drink a lot of it, <laughs> but I'm not going anywhere with it. Sure. Right, so you, you touched on a little bit of how trust-based uh, selling is different than scripted. I'm going to call it scripted, um, like it's particularly 80s. <laughs> so yeah, those of you who are younger than hadn't gone through the 80s, consider yourself fortunate. <laughs> Um, so we're going to teach you how to do it right as opposed to teach you how to do it wrong. But for those of us who learned how to do it wrong, what would you say are the kind of the principles, the differences between trust-based selling and um, and scripts? The major difference is that in this model, you are not focused on building a relationship with them pre-sale. You build it with them after they're a client, not before before trust building is exclusively mutual away from relationship building. Meaning if you're focused on their issues only, unpack their problems and they feel the sense of resonance with you, they go, oh my gosh, she just gets me. They don't need to like you to hire you. They just need to feel that you understand their problem, which is totally a bomb in the whole way of thinking because we're used to relationship building. Oh, get to know people. Yeah, if you're going to wait a whole year to onboard somebody, here's the problem. If you cross social norms and business norms in the beginning of the relationship with someone, 
then they get confused because there's no obligation for the next step on their part because they feel like they're your friend. Why should they move forward? It's all too soft. And see, the doctor, when, they, when you meet a doctor and you say to him, my shoulder hurts, he says, let me take a look. Is it over here? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, we got to get an x-ray on that right away to really understand the, what's going on there because otherwise I can't prescribe you a solution. What do we do? When we hear someone's got a problem, we say, oh, I can help you with that. Oh yeah, I've got a framework. I've got a model. I've got a coaching program. Absolutely. All my client. See, doctors go to jail doing that. You can't provide medicine to somebody until you diagnose their problem. But we don't know how to diagnose. We just, we just kind of react off what the client tells us. And what you'll discover is in our approach, we discovered that your prospective clients may know what they want, but they don't know what they need. And I'm sure you've been there before where you've unpacked the real issues and turns out they don't even know what they need. So a little bit of my heart just broke because <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people. It's like, I just want to know everybody. I just want to love everybody. I give all my clients hugs. So to me, I get that I need to back off in the, in the beginning of it. But for somebody like me that's going, oh, but that just... Like, I don't want it to be a callous relationship. I don't want I'm it. So all saying, of a sudden, all this mind I, shit comes I'm up. I'm not so saying you have to that. change who you are or be cold, aloof, and not your loving, warm self. All I'm saying is you can have bedside manner, but diagnose at the same time. Don't light in thick with the relationship part, which they really don't even know you anyways. They know it's fake, and they don't can't, can't know who you are. <laughs> this is not about you anyways. It's about their... <laughs> problem nice so good so bedside manner says don't climb into bed with them right away <laughs> <laughs> exactly. manner on the side don't go fair inside. enough fair enough awesome so what are some of the things that you that you do say in, in this trust base like how do i know if i'm walking the line of a trust-based relationship or i'm trying to create a relationship i guess trust-based selling well the difference is when you let's just let's just do a scenario yeah. Let's say you, you say you have a schedule call with a possible client or prospect off of LinkedIn or a referral or website, whatever, a schedule call. All right. Mm -hmm. And normally those calls start with like how normally they're kind of like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Nice so what person. do you do? And let me tell you what I do. And let's bond. That's really how normal people, other people, everyone else does it. Yep. And then they kind of hope the chemistry sort of like just lifts them up to a sale. <laughs> So in our world, when we start a call with someone, a schedule, we say this, hi, nice to meet you, nice to meet you as well. And here's how it goes. We ask permission. If it's okay with you, uh, would you uh, be open to sharing with me a little bit about your background, about your story and your journey and your current model, what kind of go from there in your business? We put the ball in their court immediately for them to start talking about themselves and their business and their problems. We don't talk about us at all. It's about them. They're walking to your clinic. You're a physician. They're in the chair. And your first thing you're going to say is, tell me about you, what hurts, and how'd you get here? That's where the call begins. Mm -hmm. Zero relationship building. Start there. Then what do they do? They start to unravel. They unpack. They start talking about their situation, their business, their problems. And as they're unraveling in front of you, which they should, that's what this is about. You're the doctor, they're the patient. That's the model here. As you're hearing their issues, they tell you, well, let me ask you a question. In your business, what's a common problem someone might tell you they've got in their business? The market sucks, they're not making any money. Sorry? 
the market sucks. They're not making money. It's a downturn. You know, COVID hit. Nobody's buying. Whatever. So they're not making any sales? Yeah. So they'll, they'll say to you, I'm not making many sales right now? Some will. <laughs> okay. So obviously, I wouldn't expect everybody to say that right off the bat. Usually they have some voice. Well, whatever, whatever they tell you. Let's just say they tell you yeah. my team's not performing. Whatever problem they sure. tell you. Yeah. See, what normally happens is when we hear they have a problem, our instinct says to our brain goes, I can help her with that. I'm good at that. That's what I do. Oh my God, she's perfect for me. Ah, And then our instinct is to move them where? Forward. <laughs> Correct. So in our model, when someone says to you, my problem is X, mm -hmm. you don't move them forward. You go down the iceberg is what I call it. And mm -hmm. here's what you say. You say this, you say, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And they start to unpack and unravel what's going on. And then you say, how long has that been an issue for? What's the impact and losses that are occurring in your business because you haven't solved this yet? And here's the definitive question you ask at the bottom of the iceberg. And here it is. It's the killer one. You say this. You say, is this a priority for you to solve once and for all? Or... Are you happy to live with it long-term and deal with it later on? And I'm okay either way. This is the x-ray on the wall. Mm -hmm. and you're saying, this is the problem. You're going to own it today. Like a therapist and a patient, right? If the yeah. patient doesn't own the problem, they're the worst patients to ever have. <laughs> right? Yep. So you've got to help your potential prospect in the conversation own their own problem. And they will not come to you with that in advance. It's too vulnerable for them to admit to you the impact of the problem because that makes them vulnerable to admit they messed up. So your job is to go to a level in this conversation when they finally, you help them amplify the true issue and understand the, the, the impact of not solving it. This is not a happy call. This is not a relationship call. This is not, oh good, let's work together call. This is a, let's diagnose your problem and you tell me if you wanna solve it or not. Nice, I absolutely love that. So in that, who would you say is your ideal client? Who do you love to work with? Me personally? Yeah. My ideal clients who get the biggest impact from this mm -hmm. are what I call they're in a low volume, high margin, high price point model or high trust model. So like an advisor, an entrepreneur with a high ticket item, anyone that has a long sales cycle and it requires and it maybe needs two or three sales a month, not 25 or 100. They're not low, high volume, low price point but low volume, high price point, like financial advisor or a coach or consultant, someone who has to really onboard somebody with trust, they're the ones who, when they get a hold of this, changes their whole life. Nice, I love that. So give me an example of a Cinderella story, somebody that it has changed their whole life. I just got the phone a little while ago with a financial advisor of mine. He, and, and in that industry with financial advisors, they, they usually have a three-step process. Uh, the discovery call, a qualification call and then whatever matchup, whatever they want to call it. And I had this client of mine and I said, so what's going on with you? He's like, well, I got a problem. So what's that? I'm losing people in between each of my steps. They're just, not, they're dropping off. I got to call them back. They're not getting back on the call again. And I said to him, why are you doing three steps? 
He goes, what do you mean? That's the whole industry is doing. I said, that's exactly the problem. You never follow the industry. That's the norm. That's called the average. You want to be average? Let's compress this to one call. Let's onboard your new clients on one conversation. This goes to my new book I'm working on called The One Call Sale, which is about how to compress your sales cycle to one trust-based conversation where the end of the call, it's either a fit or not a fit. There's no more, I want to think about it. There's no more, let me process this over the weekend. There's no more, call me next week. You know what those responses are from? <laughs> two, either two things. One is they don't trust you yet because you messed it up or you did what I call free consulting, which is over-educating, giving advice, showing case studies, showing, giving information, making them make decisions before going with you. So I helped him remove all that junk. He was carrying his heart, mental hard drive for years from growing up in the industry of selling. And now he's at the point where, and I told him, your goal with me is 100% conversion on the first call, assuming they're qualified. Nice. If you're going below 100%, guess who messed it up? You did, because you didn't qualify. You. <laughs> no, that, 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 yeah. they're, assuming they're qualified. If they don't say yes or no on the spot, and now I don't mean pressure them to a yes or no, they're doing through our model, then, then you're the problem, not them. And this is all about owning the fact that we have been brought up and conditioned the old ways still, that we're still using them. We haven't kind of upgraded our skill sets to the new age, which is just trustfully. And it is a skill set. You have to learn this. You can't just kind of be it. Now, when we're, 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 we're at home with our kids and family, we are kind of it. When we go to work, we put what we call sales armor on. We kind of put armor around us and protect us from the battle. We're like, we're all teed up, ready for that call, like just in case there's rejection or there's objection. See, we change who we are. All I'm saying is you have to let go of a lot of this junk you've got to really have a, a, a framework that connects at a deep level with someone quickly for them to make decisions to hire you or not. Nice. I love that. So what might be some stumbling blocks that somebody might have right now? And they're thinking, oh my God, Ari, I need you so badly. Well, you can't have me because I'm pretty booked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. I, was, I hope you got everything you needed to out of the show, people. You're on your own. Uh, go wait for a year until the book comes out. and then you'll be Luckily, there are people. some resources. Luckily, there are some resources. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you want to dip, dip your toe in the water, if this intrigues yeah. you, and you're interested in learning more, obviously we, we have an initial uh, intro course you can take for free. Just go to unlockthegame.com slash webinar. On that page is a place to get our, our free intro one hour course. There's much more stuff inside there. Dig into it. If it resonates with you, then reach out to us for a conversation. I've got a team that can talk to you about this. And I want you to experience what it's like to have a free consultation and not being sold something, not being taken to a next step and not be educated on a first call. Just experience it for your first for yourself and see what it's like. Nice. Love that. So give that to me again. Unlock the, unlock unlock the game. Unlockthegame.com slash webinar. Awesome. We will have that in the show notes, peeps. So if you're driving right now and you didn't have a chance to memorize that, that's okay. Uh, also reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, connect with me there. I have a, a live show there called Stump the Guru. 
Nice. Where you can jump on and try and ask me a question I can't answer and see if you can stump me. You get an award for that. Awesome. I love that. So if you are driving right now, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog, look up Ari or trust uh, building sales or trust-based selling, absolutely, or number one authority, and you will find Ari and his information. Head over there and uh, let them know we sent you, of course, and all that fun stuff. But I am loving this, absolutely. This is uh, where I love to spend time and help people to do this. Do you... Um, is my question is kind of, do you find that this, I want to say helps entrepreneurs and salespeople. Of course it does. Obviously it does. Um, it's a different thing, but do you find that there's a different mentality, I guess, between salespeople and entrepreneurs when they're going out and, and making sales with people? Not, no, because everybody, regardless of title, has been exposed to only one way of selling. Either they haven't sold before, or they have sold, all they know is the education's out there now, which all comes from the 1980s. So everyone has inside them something from the past they're still using that they are unaware of. That's killing their ability to build trust with people. I have my clients show me their, their whole funnel, their pipeline, their emails, their LinkedIn messages. And I go and I cringe when I look inside there. I'm like, you're writing that? That's like so... They're like, oh, I didn't realize that. I'm like, don't use the word follow up. I mean, what are you doing? Like, they aren't even, they're sleepwalking by using this text and languaging. It's still like, yeah, from the past. Nice. And it is, it's like learning a different language, people. So if you've, if you've learned the 80s sales language, it's, you got to do a little bit of in-depth with Ari and you know, go and do a little immersion and figure out how to have these conversations because it's time to go back to school. To time to go back to school. Absolutely. I love that. So let me ask you this. At what point did you know that you were special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become a successful entrepreneur? Well, I was inspired originally from my son. When my son Toby was born 20 years ago, we discovered after a couple of days that he had Down syndrome and we didn't realize what a gift we had in our hands. If you know someone has Downs, you know they are loving and transparent. They have no, they're just beautiful people. They have no hidden agenda. Adorable. He inspired me. I wrote a book about him called Lessons from Toby. Nice. Uh, what I learned from him about being authentic, having not having a hidden agenda, which are all the principles of what I teach. And That's he what inspired me tonight that brought him through this process. And my whole program is based on his view of the world. And I figured if he is our hero one day, he's the role model we should become. If we can be like him, then gosh, what a world we have with people who aren't playing games anymore. That's really the inspiration that's made me successful this day. Nice. I love you even more than I already did. That is an awesome story. Love that. Cool. So before we let you go, what, uh, any last words for our peeps and what's going on? I would just say stop selling <laughs> and start creating real trust with people. They know the game at hello. Trust me. They know it. Now they're nice to you, but they won't tell you this up front. They'll make you drag you through the process and chase them. No need for that. Just if you're open to it, reach out for help. Don't be ashamed of that and start to learn again how to get it right. It's not too late. Nice. Remember, peeps, we were all addicted to hopium at one point in time, and it's okay. <laughs> it's time to detox. It's time to detox. Go and talk to Ari. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Ari, and being here. I love it. I love your approach to sales and can't wait to delve into it more. And most certainly we'll be getting the book because 
I love that stuff. Look forward to it. Awesome. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.